Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Song bro. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome in to Babes on Broad, episode number 37. I'm Sam Wilson with my co-host, Jesse Town, and we are the Babes on Broad, brought to you by Bleeding Green Nation and SB Nation. Make sure to follow our Babes socials at Babes on Broad, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You should also go check out our website, which is new this season, babesonbroadpodcast.com. You can follow me personally on Twitter and Insta at SamWills18, and you can follow Jesse on Twitter at RunThisTown with an E13, and on Instagram at Jessica underscore town with an E. We already gave you two episodes earlier this week, breaking down the goods and the bads of the Eagles first game and we also got some questions in there so we covered all those basics but now let's just move and put all that behind us and get to game two of the season Eagles versus the Rams so it's their home opener even though nobody can go still and that's this Sunday at one o'clock again so the Rams played the Cowboys last week and our only saving grace of the Eagles losing week one was that we would hope that that Dallas would also take a nice fat <laughs> L which they did um, you know, there were, there were some questions there, right? You know, so, you know, basics, Jared Goff was 20 for 31 with 275 yards, did not throw a touchdown pass and had an interception. They actually got some, got some good production out of their running backs, especially after, you know, letting Todd Gurley go and, and drafting a young running back and bringing a, bringing a veteran in as well. So Malcolm Brown, 18 rushes for 79 yards and two touchdowns. And then rookie Cam Akers had 14 attempts for 39 yards. So their run game and them able to kind of mix that in as well, you know, helped them a lot. Obviously, there were some, there was a little bit of controversy, you know, in terms of how the game ended. Now, I, we can, we can talk about it, I guess, you know, it was a, an OPI call on Michael Gallup. It's one of those things that if you want to look at the textbook definition of OPI, yes, it's OPI, but it's one of those calls that it's like, how do you make that? that with the game on the line it's it's one of those things and, and Jalen Ramsey did a good job of, of selling it so it is what it is but you know so it was a hard-fought game um you know on both ends of the ball for both teams really good game to watch really exciting but you know it it doesn't make you feel great about going into into Sunday after the week that the Eagles had I agree with that, but at the same time, I feel better in the sense that if the Rams, if it was opposite and the Rams lost on a close play, then I'd be like, dang, they're coming out with a vengeance right now. So the fact that they did get the win, it kind of makes me like, okay, so they got that. Hopefully this game's semi-close and then they can't pull off a close game to like back to back, you know? And I think that the Eagles have the vengeance coming into this game. So I think that yeah, gives the Eagles the upper hand in that sense. Yeah, the Eagles definitely have something to prove. So in terms of the offense, what does the offense needs to need to do on Sunday to be able to redeem themselves for, for last week and to be able to get come out on top of a, you know, a, a, a game that we think might be another close one? Um, I think they need to do everything opposite. No, I'm just kidding. But they do <laughs> – it's going to be interesting to see with Lane and some of the injuries and see if they are back. Um, I already said it in previous episodes this week, I think Lane is just that type of player, no matter how his ankle is. Obviously, it should be better than it was last week with just natural progression, but he, he's the type of player, he's not going to sit back and just watch his O-line be horrendous again. So I think he's going to force himself to play no matter what. Um, he said he's, he's looking on it. track. 
Yeah. Yeah. So he I said he's playing Sunday and Doug said they expect him and they expect Miles to play as well. Yeah. So that's obviously going to be big factors compared to last week. We already mentioned it in the episode previously with Miles back. Now that kind of gives, if Carson does kind of get into his, where he's getting hit a lot, he's getting sacked. He actually has that bailout that he's comfortable with Miles there. And um, I think this is kind of going towards what I'm going to say later, but Carson has to have a big game this week. Carson needs to make better decisions. And I think that's just, I mean, flat across the board. It starts with him absolutely making better decisions. It starts with the the line blocking a little bit better for him to start. I mean, Aaron Donald's coming to town this week. You saw that play where he takes out two linemen and then picks up Zeke and literally chuck them into deck. Yeah. I mean, he picks Zeke up straight off his feet. Um, Aaron Donald last Bright week. Right side, that was his hurries. only sack. True. He had one sack, yes. but also had seven quarterback hurries and two quarterback hits. And so good, th- good thing is Lane should play. Um, you know, Jason Kelsey has played extremely well against Aaron Donald in the past. You know, let's hope that continues. Um, I agree. They need to utilize that run game. Carson needs to make better decisions and ultimately the play calling needs to be better to supplement that as well. Carson needs to, you know, he needs to move around a little bit more. He needs, he, they can't just keep him in a pocket that's going to collapse on him every time that, that, that can't be the game plan going into Sunday. Yeah. I mean, they, they were just talking about, you know, Doug had a presser going on um, and they were, you know, they, he was asked about rolling Carson out and, and he said, you know, Oh, well, you know, we didn't roll him out because we weren't really getting a lot of yards on first down. Okay. Roll him out on first down. Like I, I don't, it's not yeah. rocket science. Like, if you and I can sit here and say it, if everyone else in Philadelphia can sit here and say it, it it's not rocket science. Um, and, you know, regardless of, you know, the, the argument there might be, well, if we're all saying it, you know, obviously the, the Rams are going to see it too, but it, it's not that simple. Carson's one of those guys that if he, if he's feeling that vibe and he's six, I mean, he, we talked about earlier this week, he is one of the most elite passers in the league and most accurate passers in the league while throwing on the run. And, I mean, sometimes he's just making those plays. Like, for example, the play, the touchdown pass to Miles Sanders last year in Washington. That was one of the best balls I've ever seen. There's absolutely no reason why that should have worked the way it did. A perfect ball placement, super accurate on the run. Let him do that and let him be him. Obviously, you know, we talk about the teaching points. He needs to throw the ball away in certain situations. You can't take a sack on third and fourth down. But let him be him. Don't make him into something he's not. Or, you know, obviously he needs to get more comfortable staying in the pocket, but don't force him there all game. Yeah. Well, and I think that's also, I mean, that's been one of Doug's faults with his career here in Philly is the fact that, yes, he's very aggressive and that pays off a lot. And yes, he thinks out of the box, which is awesome. But sometimes when it's not working, you really just need to go back to the basics and try to restart it and get comfortable somewhere. And that's one of his faults and it's been one of his faults. So hopefully we kind of see that kind of switch up and not only Carson get more comfortable in different spots and out of his comfort zone, but also Doug. Absolutely. So moving to the other side of the ball, what does the defense need to do on Sunday to be able to have success against a a very fast paced Rams offense? Well, so the Eagles D we talked about it in our episode previously this week, they played pretty dang well. And they actually graded out as number one in the NFL for week one, which is 279 yards, 3.4 yards per play. And you know, it it was so crazy because we talked about, you know, as we were looking at it, you know, they did look like they were playing extremely well. 
mm-hmm. but somehow they still gave up 27 points. And I mean, again, it was turnovers. It was a block field position. It was field position. Yeah. But they weren't going on these long sustained drives. They weren't wearing the defense down, which, you know, I mean, and they got obviously great well stops. The and they got great stops when they needed to. I mean, obviously you can't stop every single um, goal line play, but they they stepped up. So I think fairly we should see a good game. And I think Slay is going to be a big factor in this game. I think Fletcher Cox will be able to – there's more of a run game, so they'll be able to kind of see Fletcher more and see the line actually perform. Has anything come out about BG? I knew he was in concussion protocol. Has there been any – I, I haven't that. seen anything about as of 11:47 a.m. on Wednesday morning. I have not seen anything else uh, about him, but he's he's in the concussion protocol, and I guess I guess we'll see. Um, we did see Josh Sweat kind of step up in in his absence, and and Josh Sweat had a really good game. So maybe we'll see a little bit of heightened production there, which would be great to see. Also, you know, I, I'm not sure if Derek Barnett is also going to play on Sunday. He was also out last week, and and not having him or Brandon Graham is a, a huge loss. Um, so that that's definitely going to be big, especially with the you know how quickly this Rams offense plays. I mean, the quick throws, the tempo. I, I mean. It, being able to get some pressure on Jared Goff is, is going to be a little bit difficult, but like you said, the, they're starting to utilize this run game a little bit more. That's going to be something that the defensive line is, has thrived in. They've been phenomenal in run defense over these last couple of years. That's going to need to continue, obviously. But another big one is, is going to be, obviously, you mentioned Darius Slay, definitely going to be huge. We'll see if he kind of sticks with Robert Woods, if he, you know, follows Cooper Cup around a little bit. You know, Robert Woods had a great game last week. Um, but a big thing for me is going to is going to be tackling. Um, obviously, you know, open field tackling has has been, you know, decent from our safeties. But mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, some of our corners, you know, the one play comes to mind. They're right on the guy, the goal line and Nikel Roby Coleman, you know, just That's lowered exactly his shoulder and tried to take his try to take the guy's legs out instead of, you know, wrapping up and taking him down. You're not going to be able to do that against this Rams team, especially with the pace they play. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to, I mean, if not for, you know, the, the good of the game for yourself and for you to be able to breathe, <laughs> you're going to need to be able to take these guys down and, and not have, you know, missed tackles left and right. That's going to be one of those things that you can't see. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to give you our specific keys to the game as well as our score predictions. You are listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Welcome back in. So we just gave you a little rundown of the Rams and what we're about to face this week. Now we're going to go into our ultimate keys of the game. So Jess, what's your keys to this win? Well, hopefully win on Sunday. So my keys in order to get the win um, on offense, it starts with better decision-making on Carson's end. Um, You know, that was one of the worst games we've seen him play as an Eagle. There are a couple others that that kind of come to mind, you know, Cincinnati, his rookie year, a couple other ones as well. But that was, I mean, you don't expect that from Carson at this point. And, you know, to be completely honest, it's pretty unacceptable from Carson at this point. Um, but, you know, he, he wasn't the only thing to blame, obviously, but he definitely had a, had a hand in it. Apparently he had a nice long talk with Dan Orlovsky and Dan Orlovsky mentioned to, uh, we should see a different Carson this week. So, you know, like I said earlier, you can't take third and fourth down sacks, throw the ball away, escape outside, um, you know, really just better decision-making all around. Um, 
because we talked about earlier this week in one of our other episodes when he, he, you know, he didn't have a lot of time, but when he did have time, he was making poor throws, making bad decisions. Don't be scared to throw the ball away. Just, you know, you can't take sacks that take you out of field goal range in a tight game. Um, On the defensive side, it's going to be uh, actually making the big plays this week. Um, You know, they made great plays last week, obviously, you know, number one defense in the NFL right now, right? Like they graded out at number one, played really well, but they need to, you know, make those big plays. Avante Maddox had had a, you know, had a pick. It hit him right in the hands and he he dropped it. You got to make sure you make those plays. You can't drop those picks. Got to secure the fumbles, things like that. Give your offense every single chance you can because you're playing another team that has, you know, an offense that can can put up points, a good, you know, some firepower on that offense. You know, this is actually the first time we're getting to see the the one in the number one and number two overall pick from 2016 play against each other. Every other time, Carson's gotten hurt before this matchup. So it's been Nick Foles playing the Rams. Oh, well, I guess Carson started that game in L.A. in <laughs> yeah. 2017. R.I.P. Um, but, it, you know, ha- come, I'm excited to see this game kind of come down to the end if it's the, these two kind of going at it, going back and forth for you know this victory you know I I think it'll be a really fun game to watch um and it'll be really awesome to kind of see the two head coaches these two quarterbacks two really good defenses with some big name players Darius Slade Jalen Ramsey Fletcher Cox Aaron Donald it's going to be a really exciting game to watch and I just hope it ends the the way it should so those are my two keys to the game my final score prediction 24-20 Eagles I like it. I like it. And I think it's funny that you mentioned like the head to head matchup, because that's something I said the other day watching the Monday night football game is like, Mm -hmm. for some reason, I just really, really hate Jared Goff. Like, and there's really no rationale with his (laughs) performance thus far, but I really hate Jared Goff. And I think it's just because of the whole, thank God he got chose first so that we could get Carson. But I think it's just because there was so much talk about he was the better pick and he's so much better. And like, I, I just really have an underlying hate that really has no rationale for that man. So it is going to be exciting I feel to see that those Sean two. McVay. I yeah, feel well, Sean same McVay with him. The same thing. It's the Wonder Boy. He's the biggest genius in the world, and Doug Peterson's like, hold my playbook, bro. Yeah, literally, like they've already gotten <laughs> a Super Bowl, and that's the thing. You can make that for Doug that argument, but not so much Carson yet. But at the same time, I just really don't like Sean McVay just because he's also got that like young boy on the. I'm the man kind of thing, you know, and I'm just like, dude, get, get off your high horse and just play football. But so my keys to the game, very similar to yours. I actually, our offensive one's pretty basic. I, or pretty spot on. I have literally written Carson's going to get a lot of pressure with Donald on that D line. So he's going to need to get out of the pocket and be okay with getting rid of the ball, which I think he will do, especially you mentioned, he talked to Dan Orlovsky this week. I think he's kind of, He's a smart man, and I feel like he doesn't play too much mentally. So hopefully he just gets that right out of the box, and we see the Carson that we're used to. And then my D, I'd say they keep doing what they're doing. I'm excited to get to see them play against an even better um, offensive line to see if they can still keep that number one D in the NFL energy. So um, I think that'll be something to watch. I actually just changed my score already because I always change it, but – I originally had 27 to 24, but I'm thinking Carson and Sanders, I think they are going to come together. They'll build up something, and I think we're going to see a bit of a spark from them. So I'm going to say 27. And then I think Fletcher Cox is going to step up, 
and I'm saying that our D line is going to stay dominant. So 27-17 Eagles. Ooh, I like it. I would love to see nothing more than a total, you know, a total dominant victory. I think it's going to be a good game, but I would just love nothing more than for this team to come out and just silence everyone. And I think that's exactly what they need to do because I, I mean, I'm stuck here in this baseball bubble right now and it's, guys all over the country so they're not Eagles biased but they love to come at Eagles fans because everybody in the country loves to come at Eagles fans so so many of them are here and they're like oh Cowboys definitely number one in the NFCs this year definitely number one and it's just getting to me so I think the Eagles I know it's terrible Jess they're killing me but so I think that we just need to come out put all the talk to rest and just show them what they can do because that's the thing is like we are not as bad as we played last week. We have we're not our strongest suit that we could be, but on paper we are we're able to fend our own. That was shameful. I mean, it was a shameful yeah. performance. It was embarrassing, to be completely yeah. honest. And as we're recording this right now, noon on Wednesday, Adam Schefter just tweeted, after missing last week versus Washington, both Eagles running back Miles Sanders and offensive tackle Lane Johnson are on track to play this week versus Los Angeles. So with Boom, that, baby. Thank you for listening to episode 37 of Babes on Broad. As always, thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure you're following all of our social medias, and we will see you on Sunday at 1130 for Babes on Broad pregame live part two. We will hopefully have a very knowledgeable guest joining us at some point on Sunday. Somebody that can can help us out with this O-line problem. Oh, I can't wait. We'll have some more good food. We'll have some more good drinks. So come tune in live pregame with us. Let us know what you're eating, what you're drinking. We'll have our prop beds going again. You can give us your score predictions. We'll chat with you leading up to the game, get you hyped for the home opener. Until then, we are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. We will talk to you Sunday. Go Birds. Babes on Broad. G and